Look at you with your glass of wine already. Oh, of course. <laughs> what, what exactly are you expecting tonight to turn into with, since, since you've got the glass of wine and the whole bottle of wine and like a bowl? I mean, I mean like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, I don't understand the setup. Well, my setup is mind your business. That's why I only got one one wine glass. Up. I didn't <gasps> You're bring you depriving glass, did me I? of wine. I didn't bring you a glass, did I? I see that, and that's you know what? That's unacceptable, sir. I'll Completely you, uh, unacceptable. <clears throat> just sit over there and watch me drink it. Well, what if I want to get a drink too? Can I have a drink? God, I guess I'll share. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Well, it's not that I'm sweet. If I don't share, you'll keep freaking pestering me until I do. <laughs> this is, um, listeners, you got to understand, this is um, not good wine. The hell is it's, not? Uh, no, I mean, not like, it's not expensive wine, but it tastes good. And the that's what we go off you... of. It's like their main seller at Olive Garden. It is. It is the Riscato. It's like, you know. But we all know that Riscato's not real wine and uh, Olive Garden's not real Italian food. But, but that's okay. We like the cheap stuff. It helps our budget. It'll still get you wine drunk. So we're good there. And it tastes good. And it tastes good. Welcome to the Shays Lounge. If you've made it in this far and haven't turned it off, thank you so much. Yeah, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> we have no idea what this is. What this podcast is going to be about. We never do. <laughs> we, we don't. We just kind of start doing these every every week, and we're just like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this now. Um, hey, uh, take your phone off those cords because that's what's causing the interference. Oh. Yeah. We, you, if if you've never listened to the show before, we're doing this from our living room, <laughs> and we have kind of a little janky setup here. Hodgepodge. It's a hodgepodge. <laughs> I still don't. I'm still not a hundred percent sure how to completely use our um, soundboard. I have one. It's a nice soundboard, or not a soundboard, but a, a mixer. Um, I'm I'm not. I I mean I, I sort of know how to use it. We've managed to put a bunch of podcasts out using it, so... Yeah, because how you figured out how to use it, you just kept pushing buttons until it started working. Well, it, it works now, so... It works, so... We're good there. But anyway, what are we going to talk about tonight? Mm. Do you have some topics? all kinds of stuff. I have some topics. Well, what's one of your topics? One of my topics is that we're back in a new gym. Yeah? So I wanted to talk about the fact that we've been members of a gym and haven't been going, and now we've gone over to a different gym... But you know, talk, it's right talk. down the road from the house, and so it's more convenient. So it's literally on our way home. Yeah, like literally, you you pass right by and go into. The <laughs> and house. it's a twenty four hour. We can go at any point in time, which is going to make it a whole lot easier because when you would come home from work in the mornings, you'd have to wait an hour for it to be open. Yeah. So you're sitting in the parking lot waiting for the gym to be open. Well, that's not convenient, so you'd end up just skipping. And then when I get off work at the end of the night. You know, they close at 10, so I would only have about 20 minutes once I got to the gym to actually do any workouts. You can't, you can't, you can't work out in 20 minutes. That's, that's worthless. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we went over to this other gym, and uh, I, I like their setup. I really do. Yeah. Now, they don't have a hot tub. Or a pool. Or a pool. But uh, they do have massage chairs, which the other gym does not offer. So, you know, little of this, little of that. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. But we went and worked out there today, and I, I think I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, and, and they have they have like a, um, I think it's really neat because they 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 don't cater to women, but they have a setup that's specifically for women. They have like a women's room, so that if you're one of those women that that doesn't want to deal with all the meatheads that are in the gym, because I'm sorry, guy, like gym culture among guys sometimes can be really toxic, and sometimes you just don't want to deal with that, and this way, you can just kind of go into the little back room and do your workout and not be, be left bothered. alone, not be bothered. So, um, so we really like that too. And then, like you said, the fact that it's twenty four hours makes it a whole lot easier. So I can go at midnight when I get off work. You just got to go through the little oh. revolving door thing to get in. It's a revolving door to get in, and I do not. I, I, <laughs> I have an irrational fear of revolving doors. I don't go through revolving doors. At all. Ever. Especially if that one just goes haywire and starts spinning while you're in it, it's just going to slice you like a... Ch- you know what? I don't need your help having this irrational fear. I don't need you to make it worse. Because that one will just like cut you in like 20 different pieces because it'll just... <laughs> I don't like you anymore. Go back to Texas. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're never going back to Texas. So, you know, there's that. 
I, I suppose we'll go if anything happens to family, but it's just for a visit. We're like never moving back there. Thank you very much. Speaking of Texas, Dallas is in the playoffs. Dallas is in the playoffs. They actually had a really good season this year. Even though they lost two of their last four games. Yeah. Kind of, you know, they usually wait to the playoffs before they start falling apart. But this year <laughs> they did it a little early. Um, <laughs> Dak actually set an NFL record this year. If you're going to look at me, move that mic over okay. here. Well, I'm just going to tell you right I'll look at it this way. Dak set an NFL record this year. And what was that record? Most interceptions? Not the most interceptions, but it does. It, it is along that line. Because he threw like three interceptions a game. <clears throat> he is the first quarterback in NFL history to miss at least five games and still lead the league in interceptions. Seriously, he would throw like three, four interceptions a game. It's like he doesn't know what. Does he not know the uniforms that his people wear? Does he? Because he just throws it directly to the other team. I don't know. Does he have money riding on the other guys? I mean, what is the what's the deal here? But I, Dallas is. There's something going on. I mean, because it was really weird last. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. He uh, almost threw an interception. And, oh, sorry, I'm moving my mic. It's getting a little rough. And yeah, the guy that should have intercepted it just dropped the pass. But the very next play, it's like they almost ran the same play, and he threw it to the same spot to the same guy, and that time he did intercept it. Yeah, it was like it was planned for the other yeah. team to intercept it at that point. It's like, yeah, that was the weirdest play that I have ever seen. And I don't, like, I don't know. Dallas is, Dallas is just a weird team. It's just a weird... T- everybody freaking loves... You either love Dallas or you hate Dallas. Yeah, there's no in-between. There's no in-between for Dallas. You either love them or you hate them. And one of the other... Let me make sure that's right. Uh, Dallas plays to the level of whatever team they're playing with. So yeah. if they play a shitty team, they play like crap. If they play a good team, they actually play decent. And they're playing against Tampa Bay, which... Like we're saying the other day, you know, I, I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Mm-mm. He's too good in the playoffs. But this that's why I hate about the, how they do the divisions. Because you've got teams that were, you know, 11 and 6 or something like that around that record that didn't make the playoffs. And then you've got Tampa Bay over here with an 8 and 9 record and won their division. Yeah, they should not be in the playoffs. The team was got it should be like if you're gonna put six teams in, fine, put six teams, put the six teams with the best records. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah. as that. I agree with that. But anyway, they're in there and they get to play at home against Dallas. And Tom Brady is seven and zero in his career against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly pretty sure he's gonna be eight no after Monday. <laughs> as good as Dallas is this year. Dallas has done absolutely crap since 1995. Yeah. They're not a good team. And it just, it frustrates the crap out of me. It's so disappointing being a Dallas fan because I want, I want them to do well and I want them to do well. And, and they, it, it, it's, it never fails. The first half of their season always goes really well for Dallas and you just get your hopes up and you're just like, yes, you know, finally, this is the year they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They're going to go all the way this year. And then eight or nine games in, it's like they just give up or they've decided, Hey, we've done this well for so long. We'll just keep that momentum. And and they just stop trying. And then they end up the season at like, you know, 10 and eight or, Eight nine, you know, just not not a good record. It, it ends up being like a like a five hundred record. Well, I mean, regardless of what their record is, they get to the playoffs and they just fall apart. So, the, and they really do. <laughs> so frustrating. It would be, I guess, it would be a little different if they did it like baseball, or if they were able to do it like baseball, where you've got, you know, if you win four out of seven games, then you've won it. Um, but with with football, if you have one bad day. That's that's it for you. Yeah, you're, stretch if you have it out. At least game, make it like a two out of three. Yeah, two out of three is something. You know, and maybe that adds a couple of extra weeks to the to the playoffs because you want to make sure that these guys have te- have time to recover in between their games. But yeah, make it two out of three. 
Because that way you're getting the best team as opposed to the team that just had a good day. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd even be willing to, to, you know, take the season to be that way. Pay, play two games out of three. Um, but I guess the season, you couldn't possibly have a season long enough to, to be no. able to accommodate that. Because they'd, be, they'd have to play like twice a week. And I don't know if that's healthy for them. It's not. I mean, as, as unhealthy as playing baseball is anyway, we don't need to make it worse. Football. I'm sorry, football. What did I say? Baseball. I didn't mean baseball. I know you didn't. I'm sorry. That's what you said. It, it, but it's not what I meant. That's what you said. <laughs> Let's go off what I meant. <laughs> oh, Lord. You've been married for almost 16 years now. You should be used to now going off what people mean instead of what they say. If you hear random screams in the background, um, we're not torturing a child. That child is uh, playing a game and has decided that now is the time to start screaming because we've started the podcast. Well, the kid's been screaming because apparently it's some horror game that he's playing on his computer. <laughs> so. But, you know, 16 years means in four years will be 20 years if I keep you around that long. That's true. Yeah, I'm counting my blessings here. Just keeping my fingers crossed that he doesn't kick me out. We just want to... We actually started discussing yesterday or the other day that we want to go do something special for when our 20th hits. Yeah. So we've got four years to plan. Yep. And we're, we're going to do something like... I don't know. We're going to... Okay, so I have an irrational fear of uh, boats on the high seas. <laughs> uh, Thomas has an irrational fear of things that live in the water, and I have an irrational fear of falling into that water and dying. So, well, I'm just telling you now, if we go on a cruise, if you fall overboard... They don't have to come back and get you. Did you know that? Oh, I know. But I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I will not be jumping in the water to help you. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. Go live your life. It's fine. I'm done for. Like, well, well, she's gone. Yeah, I'm done for. Just go ahead and just let me let me die. Let me just shuffle off this mortal coil. It's okay. Go live your life. Have fun. Okay? I do not expect you to jump in with me. Uh, but if I fall overboard, I will be coming back to haunt whoever's ass is responsible for me falling overboard. <laughs> so just remember that before you try to push me. And please, if we do go on a cruise, don't play. Like, if we're over near the railing, don't even no, pretend. No, fuck all that. No, no, no. That I will not, I, because I'll have a heart attack. I will. I will absolutely have a heart attack, or my hair will turn pur just pure white. Yeah, that's Because I'll be happening. so scared. But we, we talked about maybe going on a cruise. We talked about going on a, you know, getting with like a travel agent and saying, okay, maybe we want to go to Denver. What can we do in Denver for a week? Uh, what can we do in Colorado for a week? Because we want to go to Denver. We want to go to Colorado Springs. We want to go to all these places. But we just don't know what to do. Right. Or it could be one of those vacations where I do all the legwork and try to figure out different places that we that we could go and different things that we could do. Um I don't know. We'll, we'll just, we've got four years to figure it out. So, so. We, we want to do something. When we go to Denver, we want to do something more than look at the snow and smoke pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although those two things probably will be happening. And you know what we, what we could talk about doing too, and, and I don't know if this is something you might be interested in. Um, my aunt and uncle drove the Trail of Tears every year. Um, because there's, uh, no, 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 not the Trail of Tears, the Oregon Trail. I ain't dying of dysentery on a vacation. <laughs> I think you'll be fine as long as you don't drink the water. <laughs> but what they did is every year they would go on a pilgrimage from point A to point B and they would end up in Oregon. And they would go through all these cities on the way and they would just like spend a week or two weeks just on the road looking at all of this different stuff, staying in all these different locations, going to all these different touristy places, and they would do the Oregon Trail. And they always had, they always talked about how much fun they had doing it. That might be an option as well. I don't know if you'd want to be in the car that long. No, I do not. I, 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 that's what I figured. Because look, the look on your face when I'm describing that you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like something I would want, ever want to do. But it, but it is, you know, it is something we could consider. There are lots of options. I mean, we, yeah. Like you said, we got four years to figure it out, so... Should start writing stuff down now. It's like planning a wedding. Oh God! I'm thinking about marrying. I mean, I would love to think about marrying you again. Sorry. 
That's what we could do. We could do like a vow renewal. Just like a little simple thing. Like go somewhere, like go to Colorado, do a little vow renewal, and then spend the rest of our vacation high in a hot tub. There you go. <laughs> high in a hot tub. I was high in a hot tub the last time I went to Colorado. <laughs> I almost died too. Because <laughs> I was so high, I had no idea what was going on around me. <laughs> oh, before we get off the sports thing, yeah. I want to talk about this poor guy because I've been all over the internet. I don't even know what his name is, but <clears throat> it was the Chargers and the... Who were they playing? I don't even remember who the Chargers do you, played. Do you want me to look at... Was it their last game? Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me but see. they were up at one point 27-0. Mm-hmm. And... Some guy made like a... The Jaguars? Jaguars, yes. Okay. Made so, like a $1.4 million bet that the Chargers would hold on and win. Now, because of the odds, if he would have won, he would have only won like several thousand dollars off the bet. Yeah, but that's still, I mean... You know, but he made that bet and Jacksonville came back and won. <laughs> I mean, from a 27 to nothing deficit, then they, you bet that much money. Yeah, I think they'll go ahead and win. And then to lose. Well, at that point, aren't you just betting the spread? I mean, you're not betting that they'll win. Because no, he was betting that they'd win. He was betting that they'll win? You've got to get a better return on a million dollars than, than just a couple of thousand. Well, I think it was like 12, 13, something like that. It wasn't a big bet because you're not going to get a big return on a bet. For a, basically a sure thing. Yeah, which that was pretty much was. But can you imagine the guy that... that Sitting there bet. watching that score get closer and closer, and he's like, you've got to be shitting me. But can you imagine the people that actually bet that Jacksonville would win, and then they came back out, out of that 27-point yeah. deficit? Because holy crap. That dog is so spoiled. He's a sweet boy. No, he's a spoiled boy. Shh, don't pet him and talk bad about him. Fixing his ears. Don't matter. You don't pet this is, him. This is the wiener dog that we're talking about. The Chewini. He's my boy. He's so spoiled. He he might actually be more spoiled than, than Ditto. Although, I don't know. Ditto's pretty spoiled. He no, likes his don't. baby loves, huh? <laughs> this is, okay, so the Chewini, when, when you pick him up, he just throws himself backwards so that he can be held like a baby because he likes to be held like a baby. That's how spoiled he is. All right. <clears throat> oh, oh my gosh! I just dropped my pen. Um. Oh, I just had something really good Pitch. for a snack. No, leave my pen. I just had something really good for a snack, though. I didn't know what you what you made in the air fryer, but I made some Parmesan cauliflower in the air fryer. It was so good. It was exactly what I needed. Well, the one I had had cauliflower. It had Brussels sprouts. Had some other stuff in it too. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I love that air fryer. We've gotten more use out of it than just about anything. Even the crock pot. We, We've got to get a new crock pot. We have to get a new crock pot because... We bought a new one not long before we moved to Arkansas. But then after we moved, we can't find the lids to either one of them. So yeah. we just tossed them and we'll get new ones. New and, one. and according to uh, somebody in my past, <laughs> um, having a crock pot will solve, solve all, all your, your money, money problems. problems. Just need to make a couple of crock pot meals during the week, and whatever money problems you were having is going to go away. They will just go away. Just like magic. What a horrible trick. <laughs> Speaking of horrible tricks, I read the other day was, what's a horrible thing to do for a trick for somebody that's been deaf their whole life? I don't know what. If it's a guy, you convince him that the human body makes a sound... Every time a guy gets an erection. Oh, that's wrong. Could you imagine? He'd be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time you, you make a thing. <laughs> well, there was a, a at the um, what, a, a deaf school, I guess it was. Well, the, the teacher was not deaf, but she was communicating to the students, you know, uh, with uh, sign language. And... Um, she communicated to one of the students that maybe he would need to um, be more careful when he broke wind. And uh, he said, what, what do you mean? How do you know that I'm breaking wind? And she said, well, I can hear it. And he goes, you can hear that? I didn't know that made a noise. 
<laughs> so he's just been sitting there just ripping ass in public. Blowing ass had, everywhere. Had no idea people could hear it. <laughs> when you say that about a teacher, I saw another thing about a teacher. It's like, shows her on the phone. She's like, yes, uh, I'm calling because your, your, your kid has been having a really rough time today. And just cannot seem to get along with anybody. And it's just all this other stuff, bad things that this kid's going through. And then you see the teacher like throwing her head back and rolling her eyes. She goes, doesn't matter that I'm the, I'm the teacher. I'm still your daughter. Come get me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Right? <laughs> just come pick me up. Come. Home. <laughs> and being a teacher nowadays is such a, oh my gosh, it's such a bad. <sighs> you just get so abused by everybody. Yeah. You know, they want, you have gone to school to become an expert in the thing that you do. And some dumbass parent who never graduated high school is trying to tell you that they know how to train your, or know how to teach their child better than you do. You are literally an expert in your field. But this dumbass parent thinks that they're better than you are. The only time I have ever taken exception with something that a teacher was doing inside a classroom with my child was when the social studies professor, or social studies teacher, um, with our oldest child's school, started talking about Andrew Tate. Oh, yeah. And that's the only time I have ever called the school and had an issue with something that a, that a teacher was doing. Because that is really dangerous. And they don't need to be bringing up Andrew Tate in amongst all these kids. Especially, now, they can bring him up and say that he's a terrible person, but the second they start idolizing him or saying that he's somebody you need to emulate or, or encouraging the kids to go look up Andrew Tate, he's a good guy, or anything like that, no, absolutely not. Absolutely freaking not. So I did call the principal about that one because I, I was pretty pissed. But as far as, like, how to teach or the subjects that are being taught, I don't know how to teach. Why would I sit there and tell a, a teacher who's gone to school for that how to do their job. They know better than I do. That's just wasting on how some parents are because people have taught or told them that it's okay to act that way. Yeah. And, and you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a thing. The less you know about something, the more you think you know about it. And that is a thing. So these ignorant parents who absolutely, who know absolutely nothing about teaching really, truly, honestly believe that they're experts in it. Yeah. Even though they know absolutely nothing. It, it's, it's the mark of an educated person. It's the mark of an intelligent person that the more you know, the less you realize you know. And I know that sounds like a contradiction, but I promise it's not. <laughs> because as you learn more and more things, you realize how much more there is still left to learn. And you're like, oh well, my gosh. Well, if you ever... What, what is it? the same thing that has to do with sports? It says if you ever think you've learned everything there is about your sport, you need to quit playing it. Mm-hmm. Because there's no such thing. Yeah, there's no such thing. If you're not always striving to get better, because you think you already know everything and you can do everything, it's time to quit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm looking at, like, for example, we've got legislators up in Congress who haven't graduated high school, and they're making laws about educational matters. Yeah. Lauren Boebert had to take the GED four times before she passed. <laughs> what kind of fucked up high school did she go to that she dropped out at the ninth or 10th grade and still... Or, or at least didn't make it to graduation and couldn't get a GED. She ran for Congress in what, 2020? I don't know. She got her GED right before she ran for Congress. Did you know that? She got the GED so she could run for Congress. Not because it's a requirement, because that's not a requirement that you graduated high school to become a congressperson. But she got it because she didn't want people to say that she'd never graduated high school. Huh. Yeah. Idiots. And then we've got freaking George Santos up there, which I want to talk about him later, but anyway. He just lies about every damn thing. <laughs> There's, I don't know if you've ever watched the Saturday Night Live, but uh, John Lovitz had a character 
who just lied about everything, just like easy, you know, just just normal stuff. Like the fact that daisies are white, he would say, "Oh no, they're blue. They're actually blue." <laughs> it just matter of fact, like just lie about everything. There's a petition online for John Lovitz to bring back that character and just place George Santos on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> because holy crap, this guy's lied about. Oh my God, everything. And I found out yesterday that he had a background. Uh, so he ran for Congress in 2020 and lost. And then he decided he was going to run for, uh, again, in 2022, because there's two-year terms in the House of Congress. Uh, I mean, in the, in the House of Representatives. And so he decided he was going to run in 2022. He had a background check done in 21. And the people who did the background check said, you don't, you don't need to, you, you need to stop. You need to stop what you're doing is a bad idea for you to run. Yeah, you've already lied way too much. <laughs> because they Apparently knew. Apparently they were wrong. Yeah, because he, he freaking won. What the hell? In New York. A blue district. He flipped the district. But that's why Kevin McCarthy won't won't call for him to step down. Because if they have to hold a special election, the Democrats going to win. They're going to reflip the district. Yeah. Because Kevin McCarthy's a little fishy ass. And they're getting rid of the ethics committee. Oh my God! That's because all of them are so fucking unethical. Like they wouldn't stand if they if they didn't have the ethics committee. Oh, they're idiots. Kevin McCarthy is not the speaker. I know he's got the title. He's just a dude with a gavel. He gave literally all of his power over to those twenty Republicans who were blocking his him becoming speaker. Well, I think it's funny how they were all talking about now that you know we're going to take over the house and we're going to go back to get back to work for the people. You know one of the bills that they've already passed? What's that? Allows them to smoke in their offices in the Capitol. Yeah, that, um, that was something I was worried about. Mm -hmm. That they needed to be able to smoke in their offices. That's a um, pressing need for the American people. Yep. Oh, I hate them so much. I hate them so much. You explain to me why. Kevin McCarthy, who at best, on his best day, got 213 votes, lost to a man who consistently got 212 over 13 rounds of voting. You explain to me why the man who got 212 votes lost to the man who, when they first went out, got 202 and then started losing votes steadily until he was able to give away all his power. Hakeem Jeffries should be the Speaker of the House. I'm sorry, he should. He's going to end up being running for president. Yeah, I agree. I don't know when, but he will. Maybe He's too well-spoken. As... He's too well-spoken. He's so good. Well, everybody's calling him Obama 2.0. <laughs> yeah. I bet Obama will come out and, and endorse him. Oh, I'm sure they will. Everybody will. How long has he been in Congress? I'm curious about that. I'm going to look that Hakeem up. Hakeem Jeffries? Yeah. Oh, that I don't know. Hakeem Jeffries. Now, he is the minority leader right now. Yeah. Um, let's see. How long has he... Okay, he's been in office since 2013, so he's got plenty of experience. And, oh, oh, Katie Porter is running for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. She's going to be running for president before before long too. Katie Porter, that's the one that had the book. The, yeah, she yeah she had the book that she was reading during the during all the voting for for the speaker. It was a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and she's just sitting there just reading it. <laughs> and she's the lady with the whiteboard. The whiteboard, yeah. And oh my gosh, on all these committees she's in, people see her bring out that whiteboard, and you could just see them go pale. Yeah, because like, they're like, <laughs> oh shit, we're about to get raped over the coals here. <laughs> but she she's a former teacher. And single mom still drives that little shitty minivan that she used to drive before she got into Congress. You know, she's not, like, done anything. You know, she's just, she's there to represent the people that elected her. Yeah. And she's done a really damn good job doing it. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see who takes her seat because she, um, if I recall correctly, she flipped her district in uh, California when she won. And so it's very likely it'll flip back when flip she leaves. Back to red. Yeah. Because you look at California, 
The only thing that's blue about California is the big cities. That's in a lot of states, though. Yeah, the state itself is red, very red. Very, very unbelievably. You get into the rural areas. But like you said, this is with just about every state. Like it is with Texas. You know, the big cities where they disenfranchise all the black voters are blue. And that's where most of the people live. But then the rural areas are just all red. I I read a really interesting article about that um, a few years ago that talked about uh, germ theory and how it relates to how people vote. And I thought it was a really interesting take on it because people who live on top of each other in really close proximity with one another tend not to worry so much about cross-contamination with things because they live with people and, and they're used to interacting with people. And so they're not as scared of germs and they're not as scared as scared of contamination with other people. And they tend to vote Democrat. Hmm. And people who live in rural areas where you could go miles without seeing your neighbor, they're more insular, they're more isolated, they're more structured away from everybody else. And so they don't get that same, that same contamination. And so they tend to vote Republican. It's not a correlate. It's not a causation by any means, but it is an interesting correlation with the way that people vote. I think I remember you talking about that before. Yeah, I, I thought it was a real. I'm, I'm gonna have to look up that article again because I thought it was really, really interesting. But um, and, and you know, you have people who uh, college-educated people tend to vote more Democrat, and people who live in cities tend to vote more Democrat, and it tends to be. Again, this is correlation, not causation. But it tends to indicate that people who have interacted with a wider variety of people suddenly see other people as people. Does that make sense? Republicans tend to see people as us and them. Democrats here in the last 50 years don't see it as us and them. It's everyone. We are all in this together as opposed to we are diametrically opposed to one another. And Democrats tend to want to work with people who disagree with them, whereas Republicans are like, fuck you, you don't agree, you don't agree with me, so forget you. Yeah, you don't agree with me, so you don't matter. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, you'll hear people talk about, oh, you send your kids off to college and they come back and they're, they're liberal. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that they're being indoctrinated by universities because that's not what universities do it has to do with the fact that they've moved out of their house for the first time and they're meeting people that they've never met before from all different backgrounds and they realize that their experience is not the only experience and so they're able to empathize with people a little bit better and so they tend to vote more liberal when they when you can empathize you tend to be able to vote more liberal because i know my parents never ever ever wanted me to end up a a liberal democrat no no Never. The worst thing that they ever did was send me to college because that's where it started. <laughs> and I can pinpoint it almost to the day when it started. <laughs> <laughs> but you get such a wider you get such a wider view and you realize the world is a lot bigger than you were taught it was. Well that's like when you said that whenever you started working out and jogging <clears throat> you were all hoorah for the Shit. What was the guy at the talk show that you listened to? Rush. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. You were all Rush this, Rush that. You I was a Rush baby, man. Listen to Rush every single day. And when you started jogging, you started listening to Rachel Maddow because the things that she would say would piss you off and would make you run harder. Mm-hmm. I would angry run. You would angry run. And then the more you ran and the more you listened to her, you started getting mad because you were like, damn it, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what started kind of Start changing your direction. So, um, yeah, and, and I need to I need to tweet about this or somehow get a message to, to Rachel Maddow. I would love to get a message to her and be like, you are the reason that right? I'm a liberal now. <laughs> like, this is all your fault. Because, yeah, I, I would be listening to her at night and I would just be angry, just run and just run, just run, like running out of my shoes. Because I'm so mad listening to what I what I what I was hearing, because I and I would argue with her, 
And then as it went on further and further, I was arguing with her less, and I was just mad about the fact that she was making more sense than everybody else out there. <laughs> and is it because you didn't? You used to not like Rachel Maddow either. Well, I mean, yeah, because I always she was just so smug about everything, and that just drove me freaking crazy. And then you realize she had a right to be smug because she's right about everything. Yeah, because she's damn smart. <laughs> she is. She's a. Uh, she's got a degree in political science. I mean, she's been in journalism forever and she she sources her material like nobody i've seen she i mean she can back up everything she says and you know you don't see pundits like that now she'll she does the gotcha stuff you know like tucker carlson or any of those because she at ultimately she's a pundit but what i've seen her do that i haven't seen any of the other pundits do is like I've seen her on her shows, or not seen her listen to, I guess, but on a show, admit that she was wrong about something. Yeah. Or that she had false information. The information she had that she thought was correct was not. We did, we did more read. We looked it up more often. We apologized that we put that out there before we had a chance to fully vest it. And we were wrong. Here's the correct information. Yeah. And good on her for doing that. Yeah. Because you don't see Tucker or... Uh, Bill O'Reilly or any of those other idiots do that. That's well, because what they say is they know is wrong. Yeah, and, and that's, that's something I don't understand about Tucker. He has to know the stuff he's saying is wrong. He has to know the stuff he's saying is a bunch of bullshit. Well, he just says what the, he knows what the idiots want to listen to. No, we're not playing with that. Put that down. Um, but speaking of speaking of Tucker, you, you know the, the Eminem controversy, right? Is that the one where Tucker got fired because he was throwing away all the ones with W's? <laughs> How long have you been waiting to use that joke? <laughs> I'm just asking. So, the M&M thing was when Tucker got mad that the green M&M was no longer sexy enough for him to fuck. Now, he didn't say it in those words, but that's what he meant. I can't get hard looking at the green M&M anymore, therefore, this is a liberal woke conspiracy. So, Eminem has decided to go all in. And they have feminist Eminems. I don't know if you know about this. Mm-mm. They have released Eminems that are all female. They've got a purple Eminem, a green <coughs> Eminem, a brown Eminem, and, and, and you know, several others. <coughs> and they are all female Eminems in this package of Eminems. And they are not sexy Eminems like Tucker wants. They are business M&M's and normal looking M&M's and you know M&M's that are wearing sensible shoes and things like that well this guy named I don't know if you've heard of Nick Adams is it Nick Adams let me look this up so I can make sure I'm telling you right no that's wrong uh Nick uh come on dead air I know I know I know Um, I'm trying I'm trying to look for this um Sorry, I try to teach her how to be prepared, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> I thought it was Nick Adams, but it's not. It's, uh... Oh, yeah, it is Nick Adams. But he calls himself Nick Adams Alpha Male on Twitter. And he's an, he's an Australian guy. Um, and I, I, I'm not 100%. I can't nail this guy down. I really don't know if he's a Poe. And a Poe is somebody who is pretending to be the thing they hate. So I can't figure out if he's a liberal pretending to be like this hardcore conservative just for the laughs, or if he is genuine, which is the mark of a good Poe that you can't tell. So I'm not a Poe, but I am Poe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Poe is P-O-E, like Edgar Allan Poe. But anyway, so Nick Adams has come out and said that any man who buys these woke M&Ms is a beta male. And, you know, he should be ashamed of himself. And so he said, anybody that buys these M&M's is, is just less of a man. He said, now look at this, M&M's. And he threw his package of M&M's down and stomped them. Because that's how he was going to show M&M's. He's like, you never buy M&M's. Well, he got out on Twitter a couple of days ago and said that everybody needs to go buy these woke <laughs> M&M's and burn them. <laughs> and, like, make a big thing about, like, destroying the M&M's packages that they had bought. And I'm like, I really... Like, I can't nail this guy down. I don't know if he's being genuine or not. I really don't. Because there are people that are that stupid. 
But he was so serious. He's like, yes, you need to go buy some M&Ms and destroy them and like, show M&M what you think of them. We hate this author, so we're going to go buy every book that she's ever written and burn them. <laughs> and every time she makes more books, we're going to buy them and burn them. <laughs> I still think one of my favorite things I've ever seen with Tucker Carlson is like he was at some like coffee shop or something. And somebody walks up to him and like, oh my gosh, you're Tucker Carlson. The guy's like, Tucker's like, yeah, that's me. I, uh, man, can I, can I please get a picture with you? And he's like, well, absolutely, man, come on in. And he gets up there and he goes to take the picture, get somebody to take the picture. Instead of saying cheese, he looks over and says, you're a piece of shit, you know it? Smile. <laughs> and like, Tucker like pushes him away from him. <laughs> I think was it was it Tucker that they did this to where they got him to hold a sign but they didn't tell him what the sign said. It, okay, so it was like at a at a young Republicans rally or something like that, and uh, this uh, young young person came up to Tucker and showed them the sign that they wanted him to hold, and it said something like um, "I'm a fan of Tucker" or you know it, it's something that was like supportive of Tucker. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll hold the sign. I'll hold the sign," and she hands it to him, but she hands it to him flipped. But on the back it said, "I'm a I'm a dumbass or I'm a I'm a stupid motherfucker or something like that." And he's holding it, going ah with the with the thumb <laughs> up, and they got the picture of him holding the sign. <laughs> he's just one of them sleazy pieces of shit. He I really just... is. Yeah, I, I I hate Tucker Carlson because he has to know that the stuff that he says is absolute bullshit. It's like, how, how does that guy? I don't understand how somebody like him can go around in public places on a daily basis mm -hmm. and not have like frequent flyer miles in the ER for getting his nose fixed because somebody just laid him the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because that, I mean, it, it would be worth the jail time if I ever saw him. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, he's got the most punchable face. And what I don't understand about Tucker is that when he says it, because he just asks questions, like that's his whole shtick. I'm just asking the questions. When he asks these questions, he looks like a he looks like a constipated dog. Like he has that look on his face, like he's trying to pass the a turd. Face. The Tucker face. He's, yeah, <laughs> he just looks so confused all the time. It's like, why is that your brand, dude? That you look confused all the time. That just seems like a really bad choice for you. But you know, whatever you do, you. But I'm tired of talking about Tucker Carlson. I want to talk about something else. I ordered you pickles online today. <laughs> That's because stupid Arkansas don't have the good ones. They don't. We can't find them anywhere. They don't have best made pickles here. Best made whole dill pickles. All they have is the Mount Mount Olive or whatever it is. And those, and those are, are not, not as good. No, they're not. They're not as good. And they come in a glass jar, and I don't want to deal with a glass jar. Because we've... How many glass jars have we broken in our kitchen? Several. And there's always pickle jars. Oh, they have babies walking down the runway? Yeah. Um, so we've got Project Runway playing in the background. And this latest challenge is they were making baby wear for toddlers. And they have the babies walking down the runway. <laughs> and they're so cute. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. Now, luckily though... The, the single pack pickles that you can buy at the gas stations, uh -huh. those are really good. And those yeah. serve a good purpose. So uh, there's this one gas station that I go to whenever you need pickles. And she's used to me coming in there because they come in these little cardboard boxes and you're supposed to buy the individual pickles out of the cardboard box. And I just take the whole cardboard box up to the register and I'm like, how much is this? Just charge <laughs> me for this whole box. And she, she always does. And it's always like 8 to 12 pickles in the box. Yeah. So, yeah. So I always take care of him that way. Well, that's where I go get them, too. Down at the corner. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. At the Exxon station mm -hmm. or at the... Okay. Because they also have them uh, at the Circle K, too. They have, but they don't have them in the box down there. You have to actually... Yeah, I just go to that one right here on the corner. Yeah. She's used to us coming in there. Yeah. Like, I'll well, take she's all always... That's, she's always working whenever... Because that's where I'll stop by a lot of times on my way to work. Uh-huh. And so... I think... Didn't she and her girlfriend get engaged this year? I think so, because I noticed the... The other day when I went through there, she was wearing a ring on her hand. You need to ask her about I'm gonna that. I'm going to have to. We need to get her something. If, if she got engaged, she did, we need to I'm get her something. If she did, I'm definitely going to get her something. A, 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 even a $50 bill or something. You know, just Give like something. Give somewhere to Get car, Yeah. Just here, take your girlfriend out for something. Or take your fiance out. Yeah. You know, because that would be so cute. Yeah. 
Yeah, we need to take care of her. She's 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 put up with our shenanigans enough. <laughs> Not like some of the people at the Walmart registers where we just oh my god start jacking with them and you. It, our goal is to see if we can make the cashier laugh. Yeah, <laughs> we we get in these mock fights. Yeah, or um, like there's been times when you'll take something out of my hand and like throw it throw it somewhere or you know just just trying to be as silly as possible to try yeah. to make them fight or try to make them laugh. It's great. Make fun about how, yeah, we, we try to try to train him better than that before I let him out in public, you know. Or she'll she'll raise her hand up and I'll like flinch. And you'll be like, What are you doing? Well, I thought you were gonna break your promise and you're like, What promise? Well you promised me you weren't gonna hit me in public anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. And then there was that one lady that we were behind at Walmart that time. It was her and her it was her and her husband. And she reached over to grab his ass. <laughs> and he didn't have an ass and all she grabbed was just a big handful of like jeans. Of air. No, because she her like... hand just went straight down. <laughs> he had that frog ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, Thomas, I I, I love you. I, I love you. But you got an ass on you. And and that's and I'm not I'm not playing. That's one of the things I love about you is the fact that you've got a mm, you got a dump truck fucking love it but if you it, it, okay we've talked about this before i have a type of man that i like that i go for that is the just mm, gets me running every time it's pictures and pictures every single freaking one of them has got an ass if you look every one of them has got a dump truck the better pictures are the better picture like, just, those look, are the at, ones, look at justin verlander because those are the ones that realize that a lot of your velocity comes from your lower body and so you have to work out your legs as much as you do your upper body. Mm-hmm. But I, I love watching Justin Verlander because he looks like you. Well, he looked That's like it. me before I got fat. He still looks like you. I like your fat. I was built, when I was playing, I was built a lot like uh, Smoltz. Yeah, well, Smoltz has an ass on him too. And that's why I like, emulated him and copied everything from him because mm-hmm. I he just always looks so smooth and effortless. Like, it's like I got to copy that. Oh, um, speaking of pitching, um, when you when we go to the um, state fair next year, I want you to warm up before we go because you're going to win me a jersey. <laughs> I think you have to pitch at like at least eighty miles an hour, and you can win me a jersey. Oh, that's all it is. I can do that easily. It's like eighty to eighty-five, or eighty-five to ninety, or something like that. But yeah, I need you to warm up because I want the jersey. We we'll have to get some gloves and couple of baseballs and go warm up in the parking lot before we go up there yep 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 <laughs> i want you to go over there the guy the guy times it and he's like damn <laughs> i'd like two jerseys please it's like whenever i was in college uh <clears throat> my senior year we a bunch of us we all went to a strolls game mm-hmm. and they had one of the things out at minute made with the radar gun mm-hmm. and we were over there messing around and like we went over there and did it and I remember the guy looked at me like I was crazy because when I threw it he kind of just stopped and looked at me and he's like what the fuck <laughs> what, what makes Cause I think I hit like 97, 98 on their little radar thing what, what makes me so it doesn't make me mad but it just kind of makes me wonder uh, because they changed the way that they that they track fastball or that they track uh, speeds now Yes. They're tracking them off of the point where it leaves the pitcher's hand is how they're tracking the speed now. Where before, it was when it goes across the plate. Yeah, essentially. It's more or less halfway now instead of at the plate. Yeah. So, you've got, you've got uh, these pitchers who are coming out here and they're pitching 96, 97, 98 miles an hour. Where you've got Nolan Ryan, who was pitching 96, 97, 98 miles an hour in his heyday, where they've done the math on his actual pitch. He's actually pitching 103, 104. No, he would have hit 106 on today's gun. Yeah, on today's gun, he would have hit, I mean, just his fastball was just, you know, gone. So I would love to know, because you were pitching 97, 98, 99, coming out of high school and college. I'd love to know how fast you were actually pitching. Yeah, I, I was throwing 97, and I hit 98. 97 or 98 on the slow gun. Yeah. 
So I would love to know what you were actually pitching, how fast you were actually throwing that ball. Because I bet it was well over 100 miles an hour. Who knows? Who knows? It's lost in the sands of time. Then there was that one time when you were pitching, they wouldn't let you see the radar gun. Yep, that was my senior <clears throat> year. Because we were playing against uh, Northwood, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. They had the radar gun out, and all I can remember was looking over and seeing our co- my coach and my assistant coach looking at the radar gun and giggling. And some of the players over there looking at it and going, you know, they were looking at it like all crazy. And when I went and asked them what it was, they're like, no, nah, we're not going <laughs> to let you see this today. He wouldn't let me see it. Hey, so I, I had a weird thought, and, and we don't have to discuss this unless you just really want to, but you know that family drama that you uh, found out earlier um, this last week? Are we allowed to talk about stuff like that? Uh, or would you prefer to not talk about that? Well, I mean, I'm not going to, like, the close stuff, no. Okay. But, like, with my, my cousins, uh-huh. who are older than me, two sisters... They were gifted a 23andMe from somebody for whatever reason. And when they took it, found out that they have a different dad. (laughs) This is new information. (laughs) Yeah. And all that, because what all started, because they were wanting, that's what somebody gave it to them for. Gave it to them for... It's because they were wanting to start trying to figure out a family tree. Mm-hmm. See who all we could get filled in to on a family tree is what started it for them. And then somebody said, well, here's a good way to start and gave that to them. So. See, stuff like that, uh, and I think I asked you this before, stuff like that, it, it, would, it would make me wonder how you would fill out a family tree using a genetics test. Um, because, <clears throat> like, for example, I'm adopted. My genetics are not my parents, but I'm their kid. So therefore, in a family tree, I would read as their kid. Well, where do my biological parents fit in on that family tree? Yeah. Do I put them on the family tree at all? What if we found out that, um, okay, let's, let's say, okay, because in my family, all three of us siblings, two of us are adopted and one of us is their natural kid. My older brother was adopted. Stop. My older brother was adopted. Um, I was adopted. And my youngest sister, younger sister, is uh, she's their natural child. But let's say we were all their natural kids. If we found out that one of us had a different dad, where would that go on the family tree? Do you put the other dad on the family tree or do you, you just, just kind of branch out and put them on there yeah i mean like how does how does that work but i need somebody that to goes explain that further to down then it's like okay well <clears throat> well this guy the guy that's this other guy that's my, that found out that he's my dad that starts a whole new branch because now he's got kids uh-huh. and grandkids that yeah. go down that, and that line family tree so it's even bigger so do you do you base your family tree off of things that you know or do you base it off of genetics because sometimes those are two wildly different things i think you go off what you know until you find something different which is kind of what's going on right now okay yeah that's that, that would be earth shattering to find out that kind of information Later, especially later in life, and you're like, because I wouldn't Whoa. be surprised if some of that hit even closer to home. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to bring that up, but yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. <clears throat> the price of eggs is through the roof. Not here, though. I've heard of some people paying uh, anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars for uh, a dozen or a dozen or eighteen eggs. It's actually uh, when I priced them when we went to uh, Walmart the other day, I think they were only like uh, five sixty. Which is more than what we typically pay, but it's still not what other people are paying for eggs. So yeah. we we haven't seen we have and I don't know what's causing it. Is it supply chain issues? Probably. So we just need to buy a chicken. What is that dog doing? Stop it! I don't know. He's after something. Over He's there. after the squeaker that I took away from him because it was being really loud on the podcast. I apologize. Oh, and the last thing I want to talk about before we go because we're almost at the end here. I got a new customer at work. I got a new customer, and I got to tell you all about it. <laughs> so, really, I would like to be able to tell you about a new customer every single day, right? But, you know, that just doesn't work. Uh, so, we get we get new customers, and uh, 
I've, I've been having just a crap couple of months. What is this? So I've just been having a crap couple of months. And I finally got somebody to talk to me the other day about their freight. And I was like, okay, all right, good. We can, we can do some of this. We can talk about this. He's telling me, hey, I've got anywhere from three to five loads a week from this one lane. Tell me what your prices are and maybe we can do a little bit of business. So I worked up the pricing, found out that I could save him almost $1,000 off of what he is currently paying for his freight. I can save him almost $1,000 on that one lane. And I can still make some decent money off the lane myself, even saving him $1,000. So whoever he's using now is just running him, running him ragged, right? So I, sent o I, I tried to uh, send over the, uh, the quotes that I had worked up. Well, his email didn't work. And I went, oh, no. Why is your email not working? This is like at 9 o'clock in the morning. So then I started trying to call him, and he didn't answer. I tried to call him again, and he didn't answer. And so for the rest of the day, I tried calling this man, and I could not freaking get him. And I was like, oh, no. So this is one of those situations where we had a really good conversation, and now he's avoiding me. He knows my number. He's avoiding me. He doesn't want to talk to me because he feels like I'm wasting his time. Well, crap. So I just lost this guy. So I tried one more time in the afternoon. And I was actually able to get him that, that last time. I was able to get him. He's like, well, you were supposed to send me an email this morning. And I said, I, I think our emails are messed up. I don't know if it's your thing that's rejecting, if it's my thing that's rejecting, but the email got bounced back. Let me give you the prices. He loved our prices, yada, yada, yada. This was on a Thursday. And uh, so he said, yeah. He said, uh, uh, we'll be able to get this together tomorrow. I've got some stuff I'm going to send you tomorrow. Um, let's make sure that the emails are correct. Turns out I had misspelled his email, but when I had, when I had asked him what his email was, he misspelled it as well. So I don't know if he was giving me the runaround or if we both just made the same mistake at the same time, or he didn't check with me, or I don't know. It doesn't matter. Our emails work now. So the next day I'm waiting for him to send me this list of lanes that he said he was going to send me so that I could start booking trucks on it. Didn't hear anything from him. Didn't hear anything from him. Oh crap. Emailed him in the morning. Didn't hear anything from him. Tried calling him two or three times. Didn't hear anything from him. So I'm like freaking out at this point. Like, oh my gosh, I've lost this customer. I pissed him off somehow. He's not going to ship with me. What am I going to do? I get him at, I leave on Fridays at 3.30. I was able to get this guy at 3.25 on Friday afternoon, right before I left. Would you get that squeaky toy away from him? He's being really loud. And, um, so I got him at 325 in the afternoon, right before I left. He said, yes. He said, I have a load from here to here. I need you to cover it for me. No, 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 This was, uh, um, I said, he, he finally said, I, I've, I've been on the, I've, I've been in meetings all day. I'm so sorry. I'm about to send you an email. I said, okay. Um, I get home and I have an email. I'm expecting an email with like a bunch of lanes that I need to try to cover to like price for him. He actually sends me a load that I need to cover. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. And I know this is a long way of, a long boring way of telling you that I finally have a customer. <laughs> I finally have another customer. And I am so excited about it because if this works out and he has three to five loads a week coming from this one lane, this is going to end up being my biggest, most profitable customer that I currently have. Yeah. Like, to the point where if I can get this guy and he, he gives me all of his freight, then that's going to be, what, half my profits for the month? If not more. If not more. So, yeah, this is, this is a big, big get. And the way that he was talking, too, he's got, uh, he's got people that work on transportation for him right now that are in-house. He doesn't want to use them for that. So what he wants to do and what he talked to me about when I was able to get him on the phone, what he talked to me about, he's, he's, he's like, I am super busy. He said, my people are super busy. We don't have time to deal with this. If I can give this all to you and let you deal with the transportation and you have that, take that off my shoulders, he said, I'll pay you good. So I was like, I said, you make one. I said, here's, here's what I need from you. You tell me when to pick up, where to pick up and where to drop it off. 
and that's the only thing you have to tell me. The rest of it is taken care of. I will take this off your shoulders. You will never have to think about it, not a day in your life. So I will be your transportation guru. Yep. And he's like, that sounds like exactly what I need. Like I, was, <laughs> I was telling my buddy about online. He's like, huh, I smell sugar mama. <laughs> I was like, I'm smelling it too. Well, the whole point of me having this job, by the time we hit our 20th anniversary, I want you to have been retired. You need to have been retired for a year by the time we hit our 20th. That's my goal. So that's what, I, that's what I'm working for this year, is to get you retired here in the next three years. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Because I'm one of those people, I need to work. I need to be able to work. I enjoy working. I enjoy, believe it or not, I'm one of those weird people that enjoys getting up in the morning, going to my job, and coming home at night. I don't know what to do with myself if I don't have a job to go to. It drives me nuts on the weekends. That's the reason That's the reason you hate it so much when I blow and go on the weekends. It's because I don't know how to sit at home and relax. I got that from my dad. He's a workaholic. He's had three jobs for every day that I've known him. <laughs> and and that's what I do. I mean, I, I, and the fact that I've got two jobs right now, and I leave my house in the mornings at 645, and I don't get home until 10 o'clock at night, I wouldn't know how to do anything else. I just... There, there were there were a couple of months there when I was working eight to four thirty, and then coming home and not working in the afternoons. I was going stir crazy. I didn't know what to do with myself. So, you can sit at home and play your video games, and Mama's gonna take care of you. Okay. So you make me a house bitch. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> I'll never have to clean. I will never have to do anything. Keeping the house clean will be my job. <laughs> And that's okay. Because <laughs> I hate housework. <laughs> I freaking hate it. <laughs> I have no problem with being a house bitch. I think that's why our marriage works so well is because the stuff that I hate to do, you don't mind doing. And vice versa. Because there's stuff that you hate to do that I don't mind doing. Like folding socks. Like I don't mind folding socks. And you freaking hate it. I don't mind folding. I don't know why you keep saying that. I have never Do once... you know why I keep saying it? Because we have a laundry basket in our room right now. Full of socks that have not been folded. No. You got it wrong. I have never had an issue with matching and folding socks. Whenever I'm washing, whenever we're doing clothes. Never had an issue with that. What I have an issue with is that because the way you and the way you have taught the kids to treat socks. That you just take them off wherever you are and just kind of just chuck them around. If you have 20 socks that belong to you and the kids in the washing machine and in the dryer, when they come out, those 20 socks, you'll be very surprised if at least six of them match. <laughs> and so That's why I buy socks that don't I have to match. don't mind putting socks together. What I will not do is that whenever I'm done folding the, the, that, ba that load of laundry, if there are seven unmatched socks, they're going in another basket. Because if you guys can't figure out how to get your socks together in the wash at the same time, and if you want to get socks, you and the kids can go through that basket. You know, listeners, I'm making a motion right now with my hand <laughs> that he can go do. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you want socks, you'll go through that basket and start matching up socks. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go through that because like the last time we did it or one, we, we went several months without doing it and she was like, I'm going to go have to go buy more socks. I'm like, no bullshit. Go through those in there. And we brought them out and had them out, counted them. Y'all had 56 pairs of socks that come out of that basket. And that's only because you would keep buying socks instead of going through the basket and fucking matching them. It's because you're not folding socks when you fold clothes. Because I'm not going through that basket and matching socks for you. <laughs> All I hear is blah, blah, blah. I hate matching socks. Because, what, like, <laughs> there'll be ten socks in the drawer and the thing for me, and they all match. I'll be damned. Because I get my socks off, and I put them where they're supposed to go. I'll tell you where you can put your socks right now. 
Put them with your attitude. I buy socks that specifically don't have to match. All of those Disney princess or those Disney uh, evil villain socks that I have, they can go with each other. They don't have to match ma matchy-matchy. And I buy socks like that on purpose because they don't have to be matchy-matchy. You just have to match the type of sock it is. Because some of them are athletic socks and some of them are not athletic socks. As long as you match on those, the patterns don't have to match. And I keep telling you this. I, I buy see what socks Charlie like Brown purpose. feels like with trying to steal his teacher. That's what I hear. He kissed my ass. Let's bring this to a close. Wiggle We've been your doing nose this for an hour. Saw no witch end. <laughs> We're over an hour. I think it's time to call it quits before I murder you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I got to run to the restroom. So. All right, well, thank you for getting this far. If you guys want to talk to us, you can get me at Cricket Shea on Twitter. Thomas doesn't have any socials, so he doesn't care. Um, if you can find him on Xbox, find him on Xbox. He's not on there as Thomas. Nope. But more Drake. More M O R D R A K E, where the O in More Drake is a zero. Yep. So you can find him on Xbox. Go be his friend. Go be his friend on Activision because he plays Call of Duty all the time, so he would like to do that with you as well. Call of Duty or Destiny, the main two I play. Yeah. Um, so you can catch me at Cricket Shea on Twitter, at Cricket Shea on TikTok, Transparent Transparent on TikTok is my other big one that I, that I talk about trans issues, uh, from the point of view of being a parent. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to get us, feel free to reach out. If you got my, if you got my phone number, text me because I like hearing from people. And it was great being with you this week. Thank you for lasting this long. Bye.